This is season two, episode 13 of The Medium, The Message. My name is Elisa Wynn, and I am the managing editor for volume 48. Um, and in this episode, we will have a conversation with each of our team members about their experience working at The Medium, more specifically with our elected editors. So The Medium has seven roles that are elected um, by voting members every year around March. And these roles are our um, news editor, opinion editor, features editor, arts and entertainment, sports and health, photos, and then the editor-in-chief. And there are roles like my own and like the copy editors, for example, that are hired by the editor-in-chief at the beginning of the year. And so since our elections are coming up and our nomination period is soon going to be opening, um, I thought it would be cool to interview the team and so that people who are thinking about applying can learn more about what makes each role unique. On a personal note, I think that this year has passed by so fast and I honestly cannot believe that it's now March and that there's snow outside and I still remember in the summer when we were first starting, when we were meeting the team, setting up the website and cleaning our office, um, all of that, it feels like it was only a few weeks ago, to be honest. And so I've had this line stuck in my head for the past few days, which is that when you know something is about to end, you cherish it. And this is true for me and my time at The Medium and just wanting to cherish the work that we do and the people that um, I'm surrounded by. Um, you know, our team is so awesome and we have, a, we have a team of creatives and people who are just so skilled and so passionate about what they do. And um, it's exciting. Um, it's sad to think that, you know, we might be saying goodbye to each other soon, but it's also exciting to see where they end up um, after The Medium. And so this episode is partly a souvenir for our team to reflect on our work over the past year and, you know, our highs and our lows. Um, but hopefully it's also helpful for anyone who wants to get involved with the medium and, you know, who might be having doubts about um, whether they're cut out for it or is just interested in learning more about what exactly we do. Because our editors will talk about how they got involved with the medium and also be giving advice to... Um, young young aspiring student journalists so on that note you will soon hear interview clips with each member of our team in the order that their section appears in our newspaper ending off with our photos editor and liz our editor-in-chief so thanks so much for being here and we hope you enjoy this episode My name is Maya. I'm a third year student um, at UTM, of course. I'm in sociology and criminology, and I'm the news editor at The Medium. Great. And how did you get involved with The Medium? Um, so basically, I got involved since I was in first year. I remember kind of being on campus and seeing the club fair, and I remember seeing all the different tables set up at the student center. And then I remember something that really caught my eye was kind of looking above and seeing the medium office. So immediately I was like, wow, this is, you know, it's a gorgeous office. You know, everyone there seems like they're having a good time. So I went up to the table with the medium and then I kind of started asking questions. 
and I immediately signed up for every single section I wanted to kind of see what's going on and since then I just I don't know I just started writing and I never really stopped and yeah here I am in third year that's awesome and it's funny because that was also my experience getting involved with the medium. It started at the tabling and I remember just, I think Ali and a girl named Olivia were there and they were super welcoming and answered all the questions. So it definitely piqued my interest. Um, but you also worked um, with the feature section and the news section. Can you tell me a little bit about your journey um, working with the medium and how things have changed? Yeah, absolutely. So I do want to point out that one thing that just led me to continue on with the medium was the team in first year and second year and third year like every year everyone was very welcoming they were very helpful as a young writer and I'm sure others have experienced the same thing it's kind of intimidating you know you're like wow I'm writing an article do I have to do this and this but they kind of guide you um, which was amazing so I decided in second year I wanted to stick with features and that was definitely something I enjoyed a lot. Um, I worked with Liz, who is now our editor-in-chief. She's amazing. And um, I loved kind of interacting with the professors and students. I love conversation and learning about other individuals. Um, so that's something I really enjoyed. And then going into news was kind of, you know, it was kind of like a different jump. News is very, I would say, kind of strict. You got to, you have to continue to be impartial, kind of reporting just the facts, reporting stories that are compelling, kind of informing readers. So though it was a big jump, I really do enjoy working in both sections. Yeah, um, news is definitely pretty different from features. And I still remember at the beginning of the year how um, you really just took on the challenge and you asked a lot of questions and really took to learning um, the ropes of news <laughs> reporting, which is really different. Um, yeah, so yeah, cool. we're super grateful to have you on the team. Um, yeah. And I was just gonna ask, um, so as a news editor now, there are a lot of different things that you do on a week to week basis from looking for pitches, um, interacting with writers and editing articles. Do you have a favorite task in your responsibilities? Um, you know what, I would kind of say looking for pitches in the beginning of the year, that was kind of one of my most difficult tasks. I didn't have the greatest ideas. I know that you guys were guiding me a lot. Um, so that kind of deterred me. But then as we went over through the year and we, those pitch meetings where we were able to discuss, kind of see how everyone was really inspired, um, it kind of became one of my favorite activities because I would see myself just you know outside the medium of kind of you know think wow that's going to be a great article or like kind of just think about it outside of work which I really really liked um and I'm kind of going to miss that because it's it's really funny you you're just it's always on your mind and I really love that aspect yeah yeah and how about within um the editing process how would you describe the experience um for maybe young writers and editors who are looking to get involved with the medium the editing, editing process is, is great. It's challenging at times, but you have to remember that's, that's when you learn the most. So there's a lot of things to keep in mind with different sections. You know, different sections have different structure and different editing rules. Um, so kind of being up to date with that, making sure you're always on top of it. Um, I would kind of just say, be mindful of learning those rules instead of just, you know, 
kind of dismissing them, it kind of strengthens your writing as well. And you'll find yourself teaching others, which is really rewarding and then learning from others, which is rewarding as well. But the editing process is great. It's, it's really fun to work with team members and kind of just, you know, discuss with your editors what's going wrong here, what's going right here, and just kind of finalizing the piece for publishing. Yeah, that's so cool. And what would you say is the most rewarding part about your job? Um, you know, I think a lot of other section editors would say this, but kind of just seeing the everything come together on Mondays, seeing the whole uh, issue come out in print or even online, it kind of looks great. It's really rewarding to see that you kind of did that with your writers and with your team. Like it wasn't just something you jumped into individually. You were working with each other. Um, and yeah, it's, it's cool. Everyone has their own pitches, their own ideas. You're seeing it come to life. Yeah, I mean, that's what I would say. Would you agree? Yeah, definitely. I love seeing the print issues come out um, every week. And it's so cool just to see students reading the articles Absolutely. and also interacting with us. Yeah. Have you experienced any challenges on the job? And um, how would you say that you overcame them? Um, so I would say one of the challenges is just sometimes an article doesn't come out the way you envisioned it or sometimes articles don't end up working out until the last minute. So it's kind of challenges, challenging to jump on your feet and just to think on your feet and you know, kind of see what you should change about it or what you should include about it at the very last minute. Um, working with your team members definitely helps you overcome that because it's better to have not just one mind working, but two kind of you know, thinking with another person, what can we change here? What can we include here? Um, should we add this part or kind of comparing it to other pieces in the past? And it really helps to talk with other people and kind of, you know, shift the article and prepare it for, uh, you know, for your editing day. Yeah, 100%. Um, and it sounds like you've learned a lot in your experience. Do you have any advice for someone who maybe wants to get involved with the medium, but doesn't feel like they have the credentials or the ability? I would say just go for it. Um, in first year, I was so intimidated, but it ended up being super fun. And it became, and it still is such a strong part of your student experience. Um, I know everyone at the team, everyone is super welcoming. We love seeing new writers. I would say, you know, pitch pitch something or kind of jump on our spreadsheet see what you can write about we're always there to guide you um you, you know it's important to be creative and open-minded we're there for you and if you're interested in writing I mean just do it you never really know where it's going to take you I mean I'm sure all of us didn't expect to be here but yeah 100 <laughs> percent. and do you have any future plans after you graduate from UTM or after the medium um, I'm not completely sure what I really want to do after I graduate. Um, I'm kind of just keeping an open mind right now. I'm not really sure which career path I'm going to take. Um, obviously I have some options laid out in front of me, but it's just kind of deciding whether I want to pursue journalism or just kind of stick to another path that has writing involved. Yeah, so don't really have a set answer there. <laughs> 
That's totally understandable, and I think a lot of students will relate to not really knowing what's next. But、um, yeah, thank you again, May, for everything, and we're really excited to see where you head off to,、um, especially seeing with all the hard work and、um, skill you have as、uh, a writer and an editor. So, thank, thank you, you so、again. much, Lisa, for having me. I really, really enjoyed chatting with you today. My name is Aroni. I'm a fourth-year double major in political science and English, graduating this summer. And my position at the Medium is I'm the opinion editor for this year. Thank you. And how did you get involved with the Medium? Oh、uh, well, my friend、uh, was a staff writer two years ago, and eventually she became a section editor and is now a columnist for the Medium. I was inspired to write for the opinion section, which was previously called Comment, because of her. And ultimately, I wrote enough articles to become an associate editor, and now here I am as the opinion editor. That's awesome! Yeah, and I believe you're speaking about Aya with our Ear to the Ground column, right? Yes, I am. Yeah. Yes.、Um, so it must have been nice to have, I guess, like her mentorship as you stepped into the role that she previously had. How would you say that your relationship with previous editors have influenced your work as opinion editor today?、Um, well, I not only did I see her work as a section editor, I also saw her work as a staff writer, and so I got to see both sides of the student journalism experience through her. And I got to learn a lot of lessons from her. So a lot of things that I'm experiencing now, such as, you know,、um, late submissions of articles or how to come up with interesting pitches that are relevant for students,、um, I learned a lot of it from her. And how to strengthen articles and, ar- and arguments within articles is another thing that I learned from her as well. That's awesome. And as a section editor, you have a lot of responsibilities on a week-to-week basis, from editing articles to thinking of pitches to working with writers. Do you have a favorite task amidst all your responsibilities? Um, I think my favorite thing、um, on a week-to-week basis is probably reading what a student's or a writer's. Take or argument is on any given issue,、um, regardless of any of the struggles that come about with the job. Like just he- seeing how a student or a writer is able to work through an issue,、um, and one of the biggest strengths of opinion is that it can be about anything and everything. All the topics that we cover within opinion are so broad, and so hearing writers come up with creative arguments、uh, for things like like this week's Wordle article. Or even very deeply politically sensitive issues like the Russia-Ukraine crisis, just hearing students being able to take an issue and then work through it in their own way, and then how it differs from my own view or differs from other writers' view is one of the most rewarding parts of my job. Yeah, that's awesome. And I think with opinion section, it's really interesting because you basically can write about. Anything, right? Students' opinions. So, how would you describe your process of Sending out pitches and accepting pitches.、Um, well, first I try to look for topics or pitches that are not only 
relevant for students, but also something that you could form an argument on. It's actually a lot more difficult than it seems because you might think that you have an opinion about everything, but that doesn't mean that you can support that opinion with facts or evidence. And so I try to come up with as many guiding questions in my pitches to guide the writer to think critically about their opinion with a clear argument in mind and eventually discuss what is like the so what of the piece or why does their opinion matter? And so when I edit, that is essentially what I'm looking for. It's the piece, like is the piece eventually answering the so what? Sounds good. And I know you, um, well, this is, I guess, a little bit of a spoiler, but you talk a lot about your global experience, you know, going to different schools in an upcoming magazine article that we're going to have published. Um, and I know this year, also in opinion, you've taken a, you've put in a lot of investment in thinking about like global issues as well. Can you talk a little bit about how um, your culture and your experiences around the world have influenced your work as opinion editor today? For sure. So for me, whenever I look at any given issue, my instinctual reaction is to look at it from a lens that isn't Western. Um, considering where I grew up, considering the places that I've been to, like the way we discuss a lot of issues in my home country or in my um, country of birth or in the countries that I've been in are very different to how issues are discussed here, whether it's the language that it's used, whether it's the perspective that is given or anything like that. And so when I come up with pitches or when I'm looking for articles or issues to write about, I try to think about not only what I would want to see come out, like a different lens that would be used to think about this issue, but also what other writers of different um, ethnicities, different backgrounds, different um, experiences can also contribute to the piece, um, which I think really deepens the value of the opinion that's being given because it's not a surface level analysis or a surface level argument. It's supported not only with evidence, but also with the background and perspective that the author is giving to the issue. Yeah. Do you, do you have a favorite article that you have either written yourself or edited, something that is the most memorable? For me, right at the top of my head, the most memorable one would be the article about Desmond Tutu uh, a few weeks ago, which was written by Divine. And I think it was one of my favorite articles to read because the way the story was told, the way Tutu was honored um, was just beautiful. And it was one of the best pieces, in my opinion, for opinion. <laughs> and also, I think... <clears throat> This week's article on the Russia-Ukraine crisis was also a really well-written argument uh, because it provided a very good political analysis, which is often a, a very difficult thing to do for opinion articles because either writers are, you know, new writers who aren't that experienced in conducting political analysis. Um, and we're all students who are still learning and we're still taking classes and we're still learning about the issues that we're writing about. And so... I think those two are the most memorable off the top of my head. Yeah. And have you experienced any challenges um, during your time? And how would you say you overcame them? I think um, the two main challenges that I face is either 
writers not submitting their articles on time um, or um, writers being unhappy with edits when an article is published. So when it comes to like late submissions, um, I've kind of gotten used to it at this point. So I have some backup plans in case, but it is quite difficult to adapt very um, on the day of submission because either that spot needs to be filled um, by me writing an article last minute, or if I'm lucky enough that one of my um, associates are able to write one really quickly as well. And so that's one of the most difficult challenges that I experienced. Um, and so the way I overcame it was always having a backup pitch or notifying my associates in advance that to keep a couple of hours spare on Thursdays in case an article does fall through. Um, in terms of the challenge of writers being unhappy with edits, um, it is a difficult balance to maintain because on the one hand, when a piece is submitted into a publication, the publication has full authority to edit it in terms of structure and content. But there is a risk that if the, especially for opinion, if the article isn't answering the so what, or if there is no argument within the article, or if it's not structured well enough, then there is a risk of like, removing the author's voice. And so um, I have developed different techniques to overcome that, like by um, asking writers to submit outlines or summaries beforehand uh, so that I can see before if they need any suggestions or feedback or if there's anything that needs to be worked on. Um, and yeah, so both of those are very tricky to manage, but I think I'm getting a hang of it, yeah. Yeah, definitely. And it sounds like there's a lot of preparation and kind of just being on your feet involved on a week to week basis being an opinion editor. Since you're also a fourth year student, you said, um, do you have any advice for students who maybe want to get involved with the medium but are worried about time commitment and just balancing their schedules? I think the number one piece of advice that I would give is to know that it's a commitment. Even though it's it 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 might add pressure, you still you you have the chance to opt in or opt out of writing or submitting to the medium. And so, if you see that a deadline um, is in conflict with any of your other commitments, then it's always just just let the section editor know, and then they will be happy to accommodate. Um, but if you also want to commit, and you also know that you can make it, but you are struggling to just meet the deadline on that very day then just the best thing to do is communicate. Open communication is um, the best way to manage anything and it makes our lives easier. It, it helps us to know what's going on and to be more accommodating and to just help you as a writer as well. Um, and if anyone out there wants to be involved as like a section editor or a copy editor, then my advice would be to just, you know, be creative. Uh, there's no limit to what can be written about. It's our paper. It's uh, for the students. And there are so many issues that matters to students. And so just thinking on your feet, being creative, um, and thinking outside the box to what can be related back to students is really important for me. Yeah. That's really great advice. Thank you so much. And honestly, we're so excited to see where you'll be heading off to, especially now that you're in your fourth year and, you know, um, seeing maybe the other places you'll even travel to around the world. Cause I know um, like your, your global experiences are a really important part of your identity. And so I was just gonna ask, do you have any future plans after UTM or after the medium? 
Um, I am undecided at the moment. I am considering to stay at the medium for another year so I can stay in Canada with my friends for another year. But how I will stay with the medium is I'm still debating and weighing the pros and cons, thinking about which position to apply for and all that. But if that doesn't work through, then I will probably be going back to Singapore to take a gap year and explore some career options before pursuing my master's. So it's quite up in the air at the moment. Um, I'll see where the world is in a couple months and then make my decisions. Yeah, thank you again, Aroni, for your time and just for all your work. Um, you've really been such an impactful member on our team and the articles that you've um, edited this year have been amazing. So thank you so much. Thank you for having me. My name is Jaros. I am not a UTM student. I am a UTM alumni. I graduated uh, last year with a PWC major in a physics and math double minor, and I am also the features editor at The Medium this year. And what adjectives would you use to describe working in student journalism? You know, when I was, when I was coming up with these adjectives, I was like, man, what would be so suiting? So I came up with four. Uh, Fast-paced, for one. Exciting, thought-provoking, and engaging. That's so true, and I can't wait to ask you more about each of those soon. But before we jump into that, can you tell us a little bit about how you got involved with the medium? For sure, yeah. So when I was in my third year, I started writing for the medium super occasionally. Um, but it wasn't until last year that it was like super heavy for me that I barely managed to submit to the medium. And so I managed to write an article on imposter syndrome last year, which put me on the mastheads map. And as soon as I saw the email stating that elections were coming up, I immediately reached out to Liz, who was features editor at the time. And we had a meeting, I believe that same day, where I asked more about the position and all that it entailed. And, you know, I was a PWC major at the time, so I was super interested in journalism, which is what I expressed to Liz. And fortunately, um, she took a shot at me and I'm so glad that she did. Yeah, it has been such a pleasure working with you, Jaros, because you really wanted to get involved and, you know, really experiment um, creatively in different modes like video and podcast. Um, which, you know, to our listeners out there, they can definitely go back and check out our previous episode that you've done. So yeah, it's been so cool. And um, it also sounds like uh, definitely fast paced on a week to week basis, like pitches, editing, um, engaging with writers and editors. Um, out of everything that you do, do you have a favorite task that you always look forward to doing on a week to week basis? I would say um sending out the pitch emails every week uh sometimes i get replies from writers and it's like super engaging i talk to some people and also um i get to learn new stuff so i'll say for example this past week i, I sent out a pitch um asking a writer to reach out to an economics professor but they suggested that actually they know a professor who might be better suited for this specific pitch and uh, after doing some research into it, I was like, oh, wow, yeah, 
this professor does seem uh, more capable of answering the questions that were presented for this specific pitch. So um, every Sunday is kind of like a surprise. You never know who you're going to hear back from. Um, and other than that, just, you know, taking extra projects, uh, just the thought of having something else to do aside from just like, you know, editing articles has also kept it pretty exciting around here. So you mentioned that your work as section editor or features editor is pretty similar to what other section editors do in terms of editing, sending out pitches. Now, can you tell us a little bit about what makes the feature section different from the other sections? Yeah, for sure. So I like to think of the feature section as a break from hard news. So it's really a place where, you know, writers can dive into different topics, whether it's politics or research um, or really anything um, and put their own spin to it. So for example, in features, in a pure features lens, personability matters. So a good story is what keeps the reader hooked. And what most writers tend to do in the feature section is to tell a story, whether it's a story about themselves, a story that they're interviewing, or even just a retelling of sequence of events. Um, and so to me, as I edit articles, that's what keeps me hooked and what I hope other readers um, who enjoy the feature section, what makes them come back uh, is that story. So yeah, my, my advice to writers who, who want to contribute to the features section is to never be afraid to experiment different writing styles because that is exactly what the feature section is all about. Not just the telling of facts and research, but also mixing that with a good narrative while answering kind of like a quote unquote engine uh, question, something that, you know, something that teaches the reader something by the end of the article. Thank you. And on that note, what would you say is one of the most rewarding parts of your job? There are many. Um, there's really two answers to this question. The first is getting to know our writers and their dedication to the campus. Not only that, but also learning a lot about, you know, new research coming out of the campus and hidden things that I didn't know. So for example, what happens in that crime scene um, on campus Throughout my entire time at UTM, I never knew exactly what happened. And then Dal, one of my associates, covered it pretty well. And it was very, very cool to find out. Um, the other part was getting to know our team and work with them. Um, you know, I'm doing the podcast and as previously stated, working with Nick on the videos really expanded my, my skill set and my network. Um, so really getting to interact with uh, our masthead and develop some friendships with, the, with them, I would say, was one of the most rewarding parts of the job. Can you tell us a little bit more about any of the challenges that you have faced while as features editor? For sure. The first thing that comes to mind is time management. Um, as I previously stated, this job can be fast-paced sometimes. You know, you have to keep an eye out on your inbox for any developments as writers reach out for their interviews or as they're writing their articles, you know, sometimes a pitch might fall through sometimes or a professor will never reply, which can be a bit tedious. Um, but also having 
another job on top of the medium. You know, I, I'm a graduate now, so I, I balance two jobs. So really setting time aside to relax and settle down has been a learning um, learning curve, but eventually I managed, so. That's great. Um, yeah, and I'm, I'm sure that a lot of students, you know, um, struggle with time management when they have multiple things on their plate. Do you have any advice or tips on how students can better time manage? I feel like whenever I'm my busiest, so whenever I have a lot of stuff on my plate, I'm actually a little bit more productive than when I'm not. So when I have a lot of free time, I tend to think, oh, well, you know, I'll, I'll have my leisure time first and then I'll get on to doing my, the things that I have to do later. A good example of that is perhaps reading week, as uh, probably a lot of students can relate. Reading week is not really the most productive time. Um, it's also the busiest time in, in other terms, because you know you might have uh, midterms coming up the following week. Um, so really, my advice to stay on top of your tasks is to keep a to-do list and uh, time block on each day of what you want to do and what you're going to cover. So that, that I think that would be my, my advice. That's great advice. And have you learned anything about student journalism that maybe you didn't expect? Um, I, don't, I don't really know if uh, I'm like your best person to ask this because, you know, I did PWC, I studied journalism a lot. Um, and so I kind of I kind of knew what I was going into um, into the position. I think if anything surprised me was how maybe some people um, take their articles. So you know you might interview someone and they expect um, like a, a specific article based on that interview, but then it's something else like not too not too stretched out, but maybe it's like oh like. Maybe I didn't want that quote in. And so it gets a little difficult once, you know, we have the issue out and published and then whoever we interviewed reaches back and says, hey, I know that this line um, was included and I really didn't feel like it should have been. Uh, do you mind taking it out? And then going back, um, you know, telling them like, oh, sorry, you know, the issue hasn't been published already. Uh, we can edit it in the online version. Um, but not really in the print version because it's already printed, right? So just having that sort of like journalistic uh, integrity, it can, it, can, it can be a little tough sometimes. I think that's, that's, what, challenged, that's what like surprised me the most, but it is what it is. <laughs> totally. And thank you so much. I've really enjoyed our chat. Um, just to close things off, do you have any exciting future plans or aspirations after the medium? Yeah, so my goal is to become a science journalist. I've always envisioned myself um, working at companies like Vox. Uh, one of the top journalists uh, that I look up to is like Johnny Harris. You know, he worked at Vox. Now he has his own channel, does his own stories, which is like super inspiring. So I kind of want to do something similar. So my future plans consist of building that path that eventually gets me there, no matter how long it takes. And I think the medium has definitely opened doors and shown me what I'm capable of and what I still have yet to learn. 
Yeah, well, thank you so much, Jaros. Um, we're so excited to see where you head off to, and especially after working with you here at the Medium, um, I definitely think you have what it takes to go out there and be a science journalist. Um, do you have any last words for our listeners? Hang, hang in there. <laughs> I know there's been a lot of changes lately. We're like in person and online and with exams coming up, uh, just hang in there. Try to enjoy your time being a student. It really is such a privilege to be a UTM student and get to know the people that surround you every day. Um, I'm super excited, but I'm also super sad to, you know, finally part my, my ways with UTM and the medium. And uh, I always I always wish I, I could go back and relive moments. So my biggest advice would be to enjoy your time as a student and make the most of it. So can you please introduce yourself, your name, your year, your program, and your position at The Medium? Hello, my name is Danica Tang. I'm the Arts and Entertainment Editor for The Medium. And I actually graduated last year from the Professional Writing Communication Program and English. Thank you. And how did you get involved with The Medium? So I actually, in my second year, back when it was COVID free. Um, I saw the booth for the medium during clubs week while I was walking around. And I actually didn't sign up that year, but in my third year, I went to Cirque du Soleil and I just thought, oh, this would be a great opportunity for an article. So I reached out and um, wrote the article. And then it was actually the editor for volume 46, I think, Vinny. Uh, Vinnie Wong, who reached out to me and asked if I wanted to be an associate because she loved my article. <laughs> That's so awesome. And now look at you here as arts and entertainment editor. Um, how would you describe your work on a week to week basis? Um, it's probably along the same as the other editors. So Sunday is when we send out the pitch emails and as well as the information to the writers. Uh, I would say it's kind of like the opposite of a regular work schedule because most people dread Mondays, but Monday to Wednesdays uh, for, for me at least are kind of chill um, because we don't start editing until Thursday. Um, but if I do get articles in advance that I tend to edit, try to edit them earlier, uh, Saturday, Sunday, or sorry, Friday to Saturday is also kind of chill. That's usually when I just try to think of pitches. And then Saturday, Sunday, depending on when I get them, is finalizing edits. But uh, all throughout the week, uh, I usually try to answer emails as they come. Do you have a favorite responsibility that you always look forward to doing in the week? Honestly, like it's, it's like a love-hate relationship with editing because it, it obviously is work to do it but I love seeing what people end up writing and like just like looking at uh, their angles about the topic about the topics that I pitch out. 
Yeah. And um, as arts and entertainment editor, you do a lot of um, editing of articles on movies, films, you know, latest updates. Do you find yourself watching and listening to all of the shows and songs that are recommended? Sometimes I do. Like, I usually, um, it's a great way to discover new shows. And I do put them on my to watch list. But that lot, but that list is like ever growing, so I haven't been able to get to everything. But usually, I'm a fan of like if there's like articles about music, I'll I tend to listen to them as I'm editing, and it just makes the experience like uh, uh, a lot better. <laughs> yeah, this year you also brought a bunch of new columns to the arts and entertainment section, like between the lines and the M Gallery, I believe. Um, what is your favorite thing about being an arts and entertainment editor? Um, I think my favorite thing about being an arts and entertainment editor is, I guess, getting to introduce new things like the columns. Um, the, uh, sorry, I was gonna say the Between the Lines column, actually, I just gotta give a shout out to Delaney for that uh, because that was her idea. But um, I love getting to introduce new things because I really think that journalism is kind of kind of reflects, uh, I guess, what's going on in our era, our generation. And so I think arts is at a point of uh, it's evolved to a point where it includes a lot of digital media because that's where we spend a lot of our time. So even getting the chance to include things like video games, which I love, is like really great for me. <laughs> That's so cool. And have you experienced any challenges on your job? I think one of the most challenging things about the job is like uh, just occasional, it's, it's pretty rare, but like if someone is unhappy with edits, it's just like, it makes me feel bad because I don't want them to feel bad because it's nothing personal about the writing style. Um, it just perhaps like maybe it didn't give enough information or maybe it didn't fit the tone of what an article is. And just so I just like, I don't want to make like anyone feel bad. So I guess it's just like, I guess picking and choosing what to edit, especially in such a like a, such a fast paced environment of publishing. Yeah. And actually thinking about publishing now, you also published your own book before called Chrysalis. Um, how has that experience publishing a book um, either was similar or different to your experience publishing um, in journalism? Mm, I would say it's, it's actually, at least for me, very different because I think the reason I was so like I, I don't get me wrong I'm very happy to have published my own book and I'm super grateful um, for the opportunity um, but I think a lot of it stressed me out because I felt like a lot of the process I was doing on my own but I really like that like in at least for like the medium and like journalism like you get to work with so many people in a team so it doesn't, it kind of relieves some of the pressure. Um, yeah, <laughs> sorry. 
<laughs> yeah, that's that's so true. And um, I know, especially like publishing a book, you know, you're writing your own content. And um, I'm sure you had an editor, but I think you also had to like typeset and think about all those things. So it is definitely really nice to work with a team um, and have so many people um, collaborate to get the weekly issues out every week. Do you have any advice for maybe young writers and young editors who want to get involved with the medium but are a little bit worried about whether they can do it or not? Well, one advice for sure, what I've learned especially is organization. <laughs> um, I think this is the most organized I've been in a while just because there's like uh, quite a bit to keep track of and it really helps to have everything like, um, I guess, written down. Um, but I think my biggest advice would just be to just go for it. Like me, my, like for me, I'm a very insecure person about everything, but like, especially my writing at times. Um, but even if you don't think, for example, it may not be good, just go for it. Like I never would have gotten to my position where I am now, but um, because Vinny reached out to me first and then I got so much support from her and Chris as well. Like it just really boosted my confidence. And it's just like, sometimes I, I know it's cliche and I could just, I can feel my PWC teachers already just glaring at me, but like sometimes you are your own worst enemy. And like, I, I still struggle with that a lot, but it's uh, hopefully getting better. <laughs> That's great advice. And what have you learned about student journalism that you didn't expect? I guess it kind of goes back to what I mentioned before, but like, I guess just the whole network of people that's involved. Like, I mean, I know that it is expected, like it's a, it's a team, like in any journalism, but just to see, like, I guess everyone's jobs and like how many people you have to interact with, like, giving photos to the photo editor and, and then uh, letting the illustrator know stuff and then reporting to you guys and just collaborating with the other section editors. Like everyone's role is so important. And, and then to see it all come together in like a published issue is so nice to see. 100%. And I know you uh, already graduated from UTM, but I remember you mentioned to me once that, you know, writing will always be a part of your life. Do you have any future dreams or aspirations um, after the medium that you are willing to let us know? Uh, interestingly enough, after my, like, during my time as arts and entertainment editor, like before that I really was probably set on going into writing probably for like companies or whatever but I am now very heavily leaning toward an editing job so that's actually what I'm looking for probably for the future. That's so awesome well thank you so much Danny you've been such a crucial part of our team and just your 
positivity and your dedication on a week-to-week basis um, and just the way that you're able to build really strong relationships with all of your writers and really care about them and you know their work and also just putting out the best articles um, into the community is really evident and we're so thankful for the time that we've been able to work with you and so we wish you all the best you know with your careers with editing and we're excited to see where you go from here um, thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> You're welcome. Do you have any last words for our listeners? Um, throw your pitches at me. I want to hear everyone's ideas and new recommendations. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> yeah, so my name is Dua. Um, I'm in my third year and um, I am completing a double major in biology and in professional writing. Um, and I am the sports and health editor, section editor at the Medium. Great. And how would you describe your experience working in student journalism? Um, yeah, so I think I developed some writing experience and editing experience through my writing courses at UTM. But I think working in student journalism kind of um, helped me learn a bit more of like the practical components of what um, having one possible career in writing would be like. So it gave me some writing and editing experience, but also some management experience and working in a team. Um, and I think kind of developing those practical skills was really helpful for me. And how did you originally get involved with the medium? Was that in your first or second year? Um, I think it was in my second year. I um, was wanting to get a little bit more writing experience. Um, I, after joining the professional writing program, I joined a little bit. I joined during my second year, not my first year. So yeah, I just wanted to get some practical experience and kind of get a chance to apply what I was learning outside of class. Um, so yeah, I reached out um, to the medium and what I was really interested in was science writing. Um, and I focused on kind of the health component of the sports and health section and kind of um, wrote articles every week or every other week. Uh, and I was um, associate editor for my second year. And then um, afterwards, uh, for my third year now, I decided to um, try um, out the position of sports and health section editor. Um, but yeah, I guess initially I got involved just to kind of gain some practical experience in an area of writing I knew I enjoyed. Right. And how has that transition from contributing writer to associate editor to now sports and health editor been for you? Um, have there been any challenges, anything, any highlights? Um, yeah, so in terms of highlights, I guess, um, because I guess that is, that was my main, um, like there's definitely been a lot of positives. I think um, kind of starting off from just writing and then getting more and more involved and having more responsibilities as an editor um, has been a pretty great experience for me. It was never too overwhelming um, and I enjoyed kind of being able to learn new things and um, develop new skills as I've stated. So I really enjoyed the experience. Um, I found the people I worked with um, 
um, even as a writer who I've um, deep with the previous editor and now with the other section editors and the rest of the team, I think working with other people has been great. Um, I think in terms of challenges, um, I think I might sometimes struggle with like remembering small details. Um, if there is maybe a particular way we're supposed to make an edit or if there's um, a, a change in the way we're supposed to do things. I think sometimes um, keeping track of like little things or small tasks I need to do can be a bit of a struggle for me. Um, so I think that's something um, I try to make sure I'm keeping up to and following along with. Um, I also think sometimes coming up with like um, pitch ideas or article ideas um, that other people would enjoy can be a bit of a struggle because I think um, knowing myself, I, I can often be involved in like technical scientific topics that um, I think don't often interest a lot of other people. So um, when coming up with pitches, I think um, it can be a bit of a struggle sometimes to differentiate between um, what maybe I find interesting and what um, a, more, a more general audience would find interesting. Do you have a favorite task um, amidst all of these? Going through kind of that first round of editing is my favorite process. Um, I know sometimes for some people that can be um, kind of a frustrating thing or a bit of an annoying process. But I think for me, it's just um, when I learned about some writing tactics, I think in uh, my first writing course that I took, which was creative nonfiction. I think it's called expressive writing now. Um, but yeah, as I took that course and later I took the editing course at UTM, I think I managed to learn so much in those courses that I think um, really helped improve my writing. So I think being able to kind of apply some of what I learned to another article and just kind of seeing it go from like, already in like a good article to just making like small changes and seeing how those can have a huge impact and just make things flow a little smoother or sound a little more interesting. I think just seeing the impact of like small changes um, still fascinates me because um, I remember the huge impact it had on my writing and still does. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I think writing is a really interesting act of also crafting and refining words to, um, yeah, um, share like news and connect with the community. So it's a really cool process. Um, and lastly, is there anything that you've learned about student journalism that you think not many people might know? Yeah, so I think one thing I've learned about um, and that's something at least I know I wasn't aware of and some other people may not be, I guess is the more personal component that comes with it. Um, so I know that previously I had a background in uh, mostly just the sciences. And um, in that there's, I guess, emphasis on um, kind of focusing on facts and being objective in that field. And um, the writing that I did do was often, um, I guess, just essays in high school, but um, there wasn't, I guess, um, we weren't really taught a lot of skills on how to make writing good. So writing wasn't really a personal process for me. Um, but I think kind of as I 
got more involved with writing and with journalism and with editing. Um, I think I've seen kind of how people can have different voices when it comes to writing. Um, people perceive, obviously perceive things in different ways and um, the same thing can have a different impact on different people. So I think kind of seeing um, just how that personal component comes into writing and how that's not a bad thing or something to be, something to stay away from, but actually something to often embrace, I think was uh, a pretty interesting thing to learn. And I think maybe uh, students who are used to writing and the arts may be familiar with this already, but I think I know as someone who came from a more technical background, um, some of us just aren't used to that. Um, and I think that was just interesting to know that like something that in one field I was kind of taught to stay away from was like something that was very valued and important in this other field. Thank you. And lastly, do you have any future plans after the medium or after you graduate UTM? I don't have a clear plan in mind. Um, I think I previously mentioned that I um, do like science writing and would like to be involved with that. Um, if not that, then some other form of writing. Um, but yeah, I am, I guess, open to possibilities about that. Um, so I have a, a kind of an idea of where I want to go, but I don't have a clear plan in mind. Well, thank you so much, Dua. Yeah, it was really cool to hear about um, yeah your experience with science and writing and just your love for journalism. So thank you again for your time. Hi, I'm Hayden, and I'm a third year studying computer science and economics. I'm the photos editor at The Medium. Um, starting in first year, I brought my DSLR to campus and I thought, well, I should use it. So um, I walked around and I saw the Medium booth and I signed up to be a photos a contributor. And after that, I volunteered to be associate photos editor and I did that for two years and now I'm photos editor. Do you have a favorite photos assignment that you've worked on? Um. I'd say there was one Halloween one that was really fun. Uh, so we took a picture of being scared uh, with our friends and yeah, that was a cool one. That's so cool. Um, and how would you describe your responsibilities on a week to week basis as a photos editor? So as photos editor, um, your, the main responsibility is to curate photos for all of the weekly articles from the different sections. Um, so at the beginning of the week, you would send out um, photo assignments for um, articles which you uh, think um, which you think are suitable to send out as a photo assignment for the photographers and after that, you would receive the assignments from the volunteers, photographers, and um, edit them a little bit and choose photos for the articles at the end of the week. Did you find it difficult to do like take care of photo assignments amidst the pandemic when most students weren't on campus? Mm -hmm. So during the pandemic, um, it was a bit more difficult as there were less in-person events to take photos of on campus. So we found there were photos online which uh, are copyright free and 
we were able to use those photos for the weekly articles for some of them. Thank you. And what is the most rewarding part about your job? Um, I'd say the most rewarding part of the job is uh, the weekly photo selection process. So um, you would go through the photos that the photographers have sent in, as well as try to find photos for suitable for the article online, which are, um, uh, which are good for the article. And have you experienced any challenges while working as photos editor? It could be hard to think of some guiding points for some articles for the photographers, but I found that um, the photographer team is really creative and they think of uh, unique ways to uh, approach the articles that I send out. So I've been um, handing over the creative process to them a lot more. Yeah. And I know you have a great team of associates as well with Gladys and Simra. So I'm sure it's really great to collaborate with a team and to brainstorm some new creative ideas to, um, yeah, show our news articles through photos. Mm -hmm. yep. Do you have any advice for maybe photographers or young, young creatives that want to get involved with the medium? If you don't have a DSLR, I would say... There are lots of creative angles and ways you can shoot with a phone camera as well. And yeah, basically, um, if you like photography, you uh, could also try submitting for the weekly photos assignments at the Medium. It's quite interesting. Thank you. And do you have any dreams or aspirations for after you graduate UTM? Um. So I want to continue photography as a hobby, mainly. Um, but uh, we'll see if we get into some photography as a part-time job, maybe. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much, Hayden, for your time. We really appreciate it. <laughs> thank you very much. I'm Liz. I'm a third year double major in chemistry and art history, and I'm the editor-in-chief at The Medium. Um, I got involved in my first year. I was just a contributor, mostly to features and some opinion pieces. And then last year, I applied to be features editor, and I was features editor for our 47th volume, and now I'm here as editor-in-chief. And being editor-in-chief, I'm sure, has a lot more responsibilities. So how would you describe what you do on a week-to-week -week basis? Lots of emails, lots of editing, lots of coordinating the team, just really being on the same page with every single member in the team, um, making sure that everyone is kind of on track and feeling confident with the work that they're doing, um, and also just celebrating the team as best as I can. Um, and I would say that's it. Lots of talking with Elisa, our managing editor, who's doing this interview, <laughs> um, and just kind of debriefing just about every day um, and making sure we're on the same page because we work very, very closely together and lots of problem solving. I think that's a big, big thing that I do is just problem solve um, as well as think a few steps ahead and kind of how to um, move the paper in a better direction because with the week to week process you tend to kind of lose sight of the bigger picture so this year um, I've really been trying to 
kind of always have one step back and look at the big picture. Yeah, there's definitely a lot of tasks that you end up doing and you end up working in a lot of different creative modes with like photos, social media, you know, editing, um, everything, um, replying to emails and just engaging with the community. Out of everything that you do, do you have one particular favorite task that you really look forward to in the week? I would say my favorite task is Sunday night working with our design editor, Manjot. I just really love... She's amazing. She's amazing. I just really love getting that first draft from her and all the excitement that I feel and the butterflies and then going through it and annotating things that, you know, need changing or little hearts on things that I love. She always just blows my socks off. Um, and she's just really, really fantastic. And I can see, you know, a whole week's work worth of work coming together into like a 12 or 16 or 22 page issue, usually with like beautiful illustrations, well, always with beautiful illustrations by her and wonderful writing by our writers and great editing and photos. And it just really feels so gratifying to be able to see that And also getting like the first peek because everyone sees it on Monday and I get to see it before. I mean, that's kind of like my job. But yeah, so that's probably my favorite moment. What is the most rewarding part about your job? We were at a team dinner in December, um, in October for your birthday. Um, And our copy editor, Miguel, asked me like, oh, kind of his question was like, how do you judge our success? Like, how do you figure out if, you know, we're doing well? And I'm like, it's not the number of issues that get picked up on the stands. It's not the number of impressions we make on WordPress or the number of comments we get on Instagram. It's just knowing that the team is proud of the work that they do, happy with the work that they do, gratified by it, learning every single week, working with writers. Like, that is really... The most rewarding part is just knowing that everyone that's involved is gaining something from it, both on like a personal level, but also on like a skill level that can like propel them into a future career. Because we've seen a lot of our editors and writers go on to grad school in journalism all around the world or jobs in writing and things like that. So knowing that this is growth for ourselves. Um, is really amazing and yeah there are parts of it that do relate to the community like getting the paper on the stands and having getting feedback on social media and just like randomly when I distribute people will come up to me and be like oh I wrote something in this issue or oh I read this article last week and like that's really really gratifying but you know it's not about the numbers it's more about like the emotions that we feel Um, And that's been really, really great this year, getting to feel everyone's emotions and thoughts all at once. Mm -hmm. Speaking on the point about like growth, do you feel like there have been any challenges this year and how have you overcome them? I think there have been challenges. I'm not going to deny it. Nothing's perfect in this world. There have been challenges both within the team and just reorganizing some of our structure as well as some of the ways that we operate. Um, But that's been like, honestly, I don't see it. It was a challenge in the moment, but now that I look back at it, it was just an opportunity for growth for both myself and like everyone on the team. There have been challenges with certain like writers um, and even readers. Like today I got a call about someone that was concerned about something that we wrote and just kind of dealing with that and again, problem solving. But yeah, all it comes down to is just having the answers to people's questions because a lot of the time when people come with a concern they just want to nicely kind of ask if we can change something 
Um, and not all, not always we can. Like in journalism, ethics usually don't take down an article just because like someone doesn't want their name on it anymore. You know, like for example, a couple of weeks ago, someone emailed me, emailed us. I think the article was about like strip strip dancing, was it? Something like that. And they just like now they're looking for a job and they wanted to take it down. And we're like, unfortunately, because of like journalism ethics, we kind of can't. Um, but things like that, it it's just it comes down to having the answers to the questions. And a lot of that, I will admit is me kind of talking to past editors, getting advice, thinking it through, talking to Elisa, you, talking to you, um, and just like really thinking things through. So I think that's been um, a challenge. Another challenge that comes with getting the paper out on Monday is those late nights that Elisa mentioned earlier. Like when we first started, Manja and I used to stay up till three, four in the morning getting the paper done. Now she's like so fast and we usually get it done by like 1230ish. Uh, but then I have to stay up to upload everything on WordPress. And honestly, I'm not going to lie. That kind of like sets my week off a little bit because, you know, you want to get your Monday's night of sleep and I never do. But you know what? Still rewarding. Who cares? Moving along. Speaking about getting advice from like past editors and just that relationship helping you with problem solving today, um, how have your relationship with the past editors like, you know, Ali and Paula influenced your work as editor-in-chief today? So much, like literally so much. Ali and I talk so often, literally texted him this morning about that phone call I got because like they've not only were they, not only are they my friends, but they're also great, great, great mentors and just great people to go to when I don't have the answers because I don't always have the answers or when I just want to rant um, because they're not within the organization anymore so I don't feel like, you know, it could come back to me in any kind of way. Um, and yeah, it's just been really great to have those connections and I think you also rely on them sometimes and sometimes I'll be, you know, we'll be dealing with an email or a question and I'm just like, yo, just text Ali. Like, I don't really have the answer right now. But this this is a theme that's been ongoing for pretty much all of the medium's existence. Like, we even at one point were messaging um, an editor-in-chief from, like, 10 years ago about something that he'd initiated. Like, those kinds of connections and relationships just really help the publication stay true to what it is and what it's set out to do. Lastly, do you have any advice for maybe, like, a young um, journalist or just someone who has, like, so many dreams and ambitions, but they're kind of doubting it's like do I have what it takes what would you say um the one thing that as a young journalist or an aspiring editor that you need to cultivate is the ability to take criticism it I wasn't always good at taking criticism I've had my fair share of you know tearing up when I get a bad comment in one of my articles especially last year but you have to learn to grow some really, really thick skin and realize that when editors are editing your work or when you're getting feedback from readers um, or even feedback from your teammates, it's just coming from a place of you know, um, growth and kind of they want the best for you, even if they might be wording it a little bit um, kind of sternly. But being able to take criticism is so important. Like we, you know, critique our writer's work when we edit um and not everyone kind of is able to accept that and that's fine because it's a hard thing to learn to do um but definitely just realizing that it's just part of the process of writing and editing and growing 
Um, I think that's one really big point. And another big point is just to keep writing, like write every other week or write every week, like set goals for yourself that you can follow and that you can keep track of. Um, And when it comes to, you know, getting actual jobs, just dream big, like dream really big. Like I never thought I would end up being editor in chief. I definitely wanted to do it in my fourth year, but I didn't think it would happen this year. I just didn't think I was ready. And then, you know, last year Ali and Paula were just like dream bigger like do it this year you can do it you can do it and just like hearing those words and allowing myself to you know go for that just really changed a lot of things in my life not only regarding this job but just like realizing that I'm able to do bigger things than I might think in my head so yeah just that's so good yeah and thank you so much liz like you've really spearheaded so many new initiatives this year redesigning our website and from the podcast that we're even on right now which also you started last year so yeah it's really cool to see how things are kind of coming around um so yeah thank you again any last words love to all enjoy the rest of the semester and make sure to apply if you're interested